Hey, Jonathan, I'm going to try your audio thing instead of sending you a big, long paragraph. First thing, did you scrap the Everbook forums altogether? Because I wanted to find some things on there, and they're gone now. All right, main thing. I've heard you hate on hearing Jesus Holy Thursday discourse uh, from John's Gospel, hearing it on the Sunday's post-resurrection and pre-ascension in a few sermons and podcasts you've done now. I know you blame the three-year lectionary. It's the same in the one-year also. Actually, it's worse. You'll hate it even more. It's not even in canonical order there. But you've explained just fine in the very same sermons and podcasts the rationale for why we're hearing it on these Sundays. And that's that nobody gets what Jesus is talking about until after his death and resurrection have been accomplished. It's only after that that the disciples call to mind all the things that Jesus said by the Holy Spirit's inspiration. Also by Jesus' own instruction, if Luke's to be believed. It's divine mystagogical catechesis, if you will. The church here is imitating that. I know you also hate confirmation, too, even though you love sending out encouraging transmissions to the resistance. In the one year, it's impressive, I think, how we move from Easter to the Sunday after, to the church, the Good Shepherd, to the Holy Spirit's work, to the world that rejoices at our sufferings, and yet we have constant joy, to the necessity that we need to ask God for everything in this veil of tears. Then we observe the ascension, and then we move to the confidence in the paraclete, uh, which leads us to bear witness about Christ too. Rather than seeing all this uh, pre-ascension speeches from Jesus, I think it works far better as post-baptism and post-confirmation continuing catechesis and exhortation. Just as Lent, again, at least in the one year, Lent was never this dour Lutheran thing, the 40 days of suffering and the passion, but it was always a pre-baptismal call to battle against all the demons, the spiritual forces of darkness, and resisting temptation. Easter, likewise, isn't 40 days of happy, or 40 days of it's not you, it's me, Jesus breaking up with us. You'll find other gods like the Holy Spirit you can believe in. No, it's post-baptismal encouragement and further instruction for Christians who've had the target now placed on their foreheads and on their hearts in baptism. So imagine a 10-week new member course that starts all the way on Transfiguration with the three Jesma Sundays after it, goes all the way through Lent, leads up to their baptism or admission to the altar on the Easter Vigil, and then continues on for six more weeks into the practical and the difficult and the largely overlooked instruction in what you guys call progressive mortification. I love that leading all the way up to Pentecost. I've thought about that. I've imagined it. And it's all there in the lectionary. All we have to do to add on to church is have a two-hour intensive lecture every Saturday morning. Obviously, we'll provide coffee and donuts. Do the detail work there. Then have a casual beer, wine, food conversation night on Sundays. Have the pastor there. Have the new members with their families. Have long-time member-sponsor families connected up with them uh, to help make a good community connection. Add those things, and I think you've got a pretty comprehensive welcome into the life of the church, not just the teaching, and yet lacking none of the doctrinal rigor either. If I ever go to a larger, more populous area, uh, I'd implement my plan. I might even try it here if I ever get more than one family to join at a time. Although I think you got to roll that out, and I think you got to get, obviously, your own members on board. So they just know you're going to devote all of Lent and all of Easter 
to bringing new people into the church. But again, I'm not sure what else we have to do that's better. Anyway, third point, what's with the hate? I get the vulnerability thing. Seriously, though, I do think this is bad in the long run. And it's the very reason why confession absolution is mercifully private. Uh, and yes, millennials have to be taught that is the place for most of this stuff, not blasted over their Facebook or their MySpace or wherever else. I still don't get your love, though, of tearing down institutions, Jonathan. It has to happen from time to time, but you enjoy it way too much. I think you should consider this hack. Instead of ranting about how you don't get something or don't like it or you struggle with it first, and then going on to benefit immensely from it and appreciate it, except never coming back around to say out loud, oh, I guess I see now why it's actually not so bad at all. Instead of that approach, why don't you lead with humility? Approach a weird thing with humility from the start. Expect that you are going to be surprised by it. Expect to find a logic there that wasn't immediately visible. Because I don't think you'll be disappointed. Plus, you're no slouch. You always find these things. Vulnerability is one thing, but admitting you were wrong and had to change, well, that can be a great authenticator, but not if you didn't put the work ahead. If you didn't work ahead of time, your vulnerability itself is kind of false. It, you didn't make a genuine mistake, you just didn't prepare. And that's my theory why podcasts actually is kind of a sucky format as a result. Think about it in sports world or anything else. We can cheer for people who try really hard and fail. But if you don't really try, we don't cheer. We just say that person's unprofessional and we look away. If we glorify that or if we confuse that with authenticity, gross. I think we're glorying in mediocrity. Actually, I think that's a good theory for why pretty much everything sucks. Maybe I'm really arguing with you here for written manuscript preaching. If so, I'm sorry. But I'm just not impressed with listening to other people think out loud sort of mistakes that that yields are always mistakes that could have easily been corrected and avoided in the first place. Yes, authentic people like you, I do think you are authentic, Jonathan, I believe you. You do that correction in real time when you realize you make mistakes. But when the audience is listening and they think, you know, if he had just done a little pre-thinking or a little pre-writing on this, he never would have made that simple mistake, which is now really distracting to me. Aren't they entirely right when they think that? Isn't that what they pay us for in the pulpit? I think it is. I think you'll come off better with more pre-thinking and more humility, even if it's manufactured humility. Because it turns out after hearing you through to the end, you do love John 14 to 17. Turns out you even love it as pre-ascension and pre-Pentecost teaching. Turns out you think the lectionary was pretty clever. So imagine if instead of smashing it at the beginning and then saying, I got to start all over, if you were just able to say consistently from the beginning, I was wrong on this, and don't you be fooled by it either. This is pretty cool. Now let me unfold it for you. I think it's another form of avoiding false dichotomies, which is what leads to all of our fights in the Synod, isn't it? I mean, you could say, look, this is about the crucifixion of Jesus. This is not about the ascension. Everything but he's wrong. Or you could say it's about the crucifixion, which is why it applies to the ascension also, which is why we need to hear it now as we wait for Christ's return, 
because this is the time when the proclamation of that cross remains in focus, etc., etc., etc. Okay, those are my thoughts. I'll leave it to you whether you think I wrote them out or just said them to you. But uh, I love you. I enjoy all the stuff you're doing. And I think you got to stop hating and tearing things down, man. Because you end up loving them in the end. <laughs> Except nobody's going to realize that you actually rehabilitated them by the time you're done. Well, talk to you later. Bye.